I wore makeup today for the first time and so and since my birthday. You what? I wore makeup today for the first time since my birthday. Wow. How do you feel? Hot. Like, so you know what I mean? When you know you don't wear makeup for a long time and you put it on, you're like, wow, I'm not fucking gross. I did Whenever, it today too for, I need to not feel fucking violent. Isn't that wild? Like I, uh, I, I, the, I think like one of the most more recent journalings that I've done actually started off with, I didn't wash my hair today and it ruined my day. You sound echoey, dude. You I sound, sound echoey? Really, you sound really echoey from my end. Like, you don't sound how you normally do when we record. Oh, you know what? Audio. Speakers. Like, it doesn't sound great. Are my headphones. Oh, I don't have my headphones on. Okay, that might well, be. I knew I was fucking forgetting. Yeah, because all my stuff is normal. I knew I was forgetting something when we started recording here. Does it still sound weird? I haven't connected. Let's restart this bad boy. I can do that. Alrighty. Woo! Happy hump day, dude. You humping something? No, I'm in a long distance relationship that's not actually long distance. It's just wildly inconvenient. So, no humping. That didn't seem passive. So, alrighty. But don't worry. <laughs> my pussy's a ghost town. Oh my god, wait, I didn't forget to tell you. It hasn't been. It hasn't been. I know. I, I actually wanted to tell you this before we started recording, not to surprise you like that, but like, the cobwebs are gone, motherfuckers. Someone in there to brush them down? Yeah. <laughs> we go from zero to 100 real quick, motherfucker. I just turned 26. Let's not necessarily say zero to 100. Let's I'm not. Zero to two. Real yeah. Real, I just wanted to make it a little bit extreme, but I wasn't going to go into 26 with a, with a DP. Do you know what DP is? Dry pussy or deprived Dry pussy. pussy. Dry pussy. Oh, not deprived. Depri Actually, I like both. Dry and deprived. Double D pussy. Double D We're talking DDP, baby. DDP. <laughs> we're talking. We're not that AARP, that DDP, okay? We we're talking about that dry and deprived. <laughs> At 26, it's not dry and it's not deprived. Um, and that's what she needed. She was like saying that to me. She was like, 25, you needed to learn. Um, and you did. And you needed to be alone. And like, I'm proud of you, but. It is dusty. It's not Halloween anymore. It's the season of giving. Okay. It's the season of giving. And boy, <laughs> did she get given. <laughs> no, it, and she knows. It's she's she just like is in the holiday spirit. So I just wanted so to stay. I love Christmas. Stuffed. You got your stocking. I want <laughs> yeah, I got my stocking stuffed, motherfucker. And it's not even Christmas yet. I'm gonna try to get that thing stuffed a little bit more. You deck the balls and your halls. Uh, yeah. I put the balls on my Christmas tree for sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a little ho, ho, ho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I love you naughty, she, but she's nice <laughs> I am not trying to be on the nice list this year. Wow, but with that wait, being said, you owe people. I think you owe people an apology, Soleil. I was just going to say, we end last, you know, last, I guess it's not last week, but we end the last episode with us just railing out how much we fucking hate Christmas. And I was like, oh, this season. This yeah. season. And I See, I had DP last episode. I had deep DP last last episode and you hated Christmas last episode. So we were, we were kind of just like on one. All right, we're feeling Soleil is like she told me she wants to go drink hot cocoa and look at Christmas lights, this Jew over here. And I love that. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah, I got a, I got a couple confessions. First and foremost, <laughs> um, we have two writers, one old, one new. Uh, the old one, definitely one of my oldest girlfriends, and she hit me with a text and was like, yo, uh, just listen to the episode. This was like on Tuesday, so she's, she's a quick listener. I love that, and I love her so much. Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you, my dear. Uh, but she hit me up and was like, uh, curious how we're friends when you hate everything about me. <laughs> in regards- she like embodies Christmas? Like, is that oh, what yeah. she like takes it personally like that? Well, she sent me a picture to follow it up with her like dressed as an elf sitting on her couch oh. drinking coffee. But it was like- it- somebody that would also wear a graphic tee that says like, you know, something witty about Christmas that we were talking about last episode, like- she would. She, is. she, she would. Is. I love that. I do. I. But you know what? You gotta embrace the people. At least she'd admit it, though, right? And this is this is the thing. And I was like, you know what? Even though that is not me or that's not us, the people in our lives that that is a part of their lives, like that is the things that those are the things that we love about them. Love those about our love about you. Back in certain areas, they make up for in others, and vice versa, or you know, however you want to put it, but. Yeah, you don't have to be the same person as all your friends, and you can definitely uh, go on a trip and become a Christmas slut and go view the theater of lights and drive around and look at Christmas trees and guzzle hot chocolate. That can happen. And wow, I love to hear that. It. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't feel I like that. I just don't really feel Christmassy until like maybe the 18th, maybe I the 17th. Like- once we hit that this weekend, I'll feel Christmassy and I'll give it Christmas spirit. But I don't have any intention to feel Christmassy until this weekend. That I agree but with. I, will. I I also think that I have to be honest about why I'm like anti-Christmas. Not anti-Christmas, but I I kind of forgot. Yeah, the Grinch over what, here. I for Scrooge to you. Um, I forgot all of those little parts of Christmas because in my family, we do things a little bit differently. And for the last couple of years, as we've all gotten older, me and my brothers are all all in our twenties. We've definitely gone more on the route of taking like a family trip or um, smaller, like just, just a different way of doing Christmas. And I think that like that made me forget all the tiny little details, even though if I was like home with my parents or whatever, we would definitely be like putting up a Christmas tree as a family. And like, those are memories that like I love the fuck out of, but it wasn't something that I've done in a couple years. And I think that that was maybe why I was like, ah, you know, I've never been a Christmas sweater person at all. Um, nothing against it. Not my vibe. Wool and right. me don't get along. I'm an eczema girl and it's itchy. Uh, right. But, like, I I think I just, I forgot that not everyone else goes on trips or does something different and, like, there's different ways to enjoy Christmas. Like, there's no, like, especially Christmas is, like, literal life in a sense where it's, like, we put a lot of pressure on it because as Americans, we just, like, there's so many movies that have this pinnacle of the last Christmas gift, my Christmas love. Like, we have this weird facade that Christmas needs to be so overly dramatic. And truthfully, coming from a person that hasn't even been with my family in the past couple of years on Christmas, because like there is this weird level of expectation that my family puts on Christmas to be a normal, healthy family when necessarily maybe we're not. And like, Christmas is really toxic and healthy too. Like, right. I, I, but we also do know it's not like, you know, 
blacking out and verbally assaulting somebody because that's not ever healthy. So like for me to like, it was a couple of years ago that I put that my foot down of that, that I actually need to make new traditions for myself because I actually really do love Christmas. And like, especially so, as somebody that's Christian now, like that's like literally the birth of like Jesus. Like that's fucking a, a miraculous miracle, like genuinely. And I like, I want to view it as like, I want to do something wholesome on this day and spend it around people that actually value me. And if that I'm t- literally just bought a like $800, $750 flight to go to Montana to, to start new memories with just my siblings, because we kind of have a tainted, distorted perspective of what Christmas is through like mental health issues, like that have kind of ruined Christmas and like have made Christmas, like really give me PTSD. And like, mm. I don't need that. And like, we, as people like, I don't, th- I think we put way too much pressure on Christmas to be A, B, C, and D. And God bless my sister. You've met my sister, Jill. She is such a sweet, she's literally like god bless her but every year for christmas she is the epitome of i am christmas i will make christmas special and she literally tries dude she'll like decorate everything make a whole menu like christmas music like dinner menu like this girl buy all these decorations hang the stockings like make sure everyone has gifts like hands the gifts out like she but it's ruined and like it's literally ruined every year and blows up in her face. And it's the saddest thing that I literally couldn't go home anymore to see it because it's genuinely so sad to see how, and she said it to me this year. I was like, maybe we could all get like an Airbnb, like near the East coast. She's like, I'm not going, I can't go. I've like finally realized that like, I can't do that. Like I, even if you have good intentions, sometimes it doesn't matter because it's not going to be matched. And she has beautiful intentions when it comes to Christmas because it, she just wants it to be normal and she wants it to be special, but it can't be. And sometimes that's okay. And that's why I was like, you know what? Me and Dan, we're going to fly to you. You're in a beautiful fucking place. She's literally, we get to stay on this beautiful ranch in Montana because you she wanted to go and visit her in Montana for a minute now. And it's going to be beautiful. And she gets to like, this is the thing though. When you do something that might make you uncomfortable and maybe make other people in your family uncomfortable, we choose not to, but you're, you're not creating peace for yourself. And same with my brother. He was like, I got to go home. I got to do this. And I was like, are you happy when you go home for Christmas? Are you? And he's like, no. Then I'm like, okay. So new tradition, like new time to make something different happen for yourself. And that's adulting. And that's adulting. And I think that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, like getting older and like actually adulting and having to like, you start realizing things. It's like a, that's so Raven moment when you just like, Whoa, that doesn't work for me at all anymore. Yeah. I just saw into the future and that shit doesn't work for me. It's not thinking short term anymore. It's not thinking for what works this week, what works right now, what's going to make me the most long-term successful. That's how you start thinking. And this friendship, this relationship, this job, this isn't making me long-term happy. So I have to cut it and do what's more difficult in the short term to long-term be more successful, more happy. And that's super hard. And being young, you do not know how to do that very well. You have a very difficult time cutting ties and, and boundaries and knowing your worth. I think like the idea of being young and like boundaries, that's fuck like, that's my middle name. That's how I got here. It's the foundation of the show. Um, Me and you struggled with boundaries so much when you were younger, but in such polarizing different ways um, of not knowing how to put walls up. Like you would know how to tell me to put that wall up because you would put a boundary in your life that way. Vice versa. Like I would know how to tell you that, but we just had such flip perspectives of like not knowing a fucking boundary in some certain locations. And like, luckily that was really helpful at the beginning of this podcast that we could, 
see those boundaries for each other and, and know how to like listening back on other episodes. I'm like, wow, Soleil is good at that. Putting boundaries into like, <laughs> like slowing yourself down, not letting yourself get sick. Give yourself that cookie. You know what I mean? And for me, I'm like, oh, you got to cut that person out of your life. Like became good at that, seeing, knowing how to cut that out, but like lacking in the other spectrum of things. Like talk about, and- talk about your, your adulting and like your growth of like what you've realized coming into the end of this year here. Damn. Well, I think what it comes down to for me is the idea of accountability and Mm -hmm. stability. And by accountability, I mean, accepting and owning everything that has gotten me to this point, the good, the bad and the ugly, um, because there has been all of that and more. But I think the stability point comes in of, I know now what I need to be able to function and to be able to function well. And will I still break down and cry every day and a half? Absolutely. I've already cried twice. <laughs> day and a half. No bullshit. I was going to be such a eyeliner while sobbing. Oh, like I actually haven't. It's really hard. I'm really good at Were it. Were you crying while doing it? Yeah, I was crying while doing my makeup. Um, Why? Uh, just because of like that stability and the boundaries oh, okay. and having people that I love and that love me, not necessarily. Oh. I love this. This is your authentic emotion. And like, this is also currently happening in your life right now. Like you're currently going through it. This isn't just advice. This is real, you know? Yeah, this is, it's seeing everything that I've worked really hard for this year. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take one deep breath right now. Like I said, really good at crying with makeup on. Um, it looks, she still so looks stunning. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you. It's, uh, that's what matters. It's uh, seeing everything that I've done for myself this year. And it's seeing the people around me who have seen that progression, who mm-hmm. have seen me before, and who saw me when I didn't like myself, and who see me mm-hmm. when I'm loving myself or learning to love myself now, and right. telling me through me putting up boundaries or me having to pull back or, you know, set myself up for success. It seems as if a lot of the relationships in my life aren't as successful anymore. (laughs) Can I, can I, can I interject for a second? Thank you for being extremely vulnerable and how you're feeling right now makes me super emotional because I've, I've gone through the same feeling that you're feeling. And all I want to say right now is the fact that you're feeling this way is so beautiful, but it's also so mature. Do you want to know why this is so mature, how you're feeling? It's because you're letting yourself shed something. You're allowing yourself to grow. And guess what, Soleil? You're allowing yourself to grow without this person that is not who they, that you, that you want them to be. And that's the sad part. The sad part is that this person isn't letting themselves cry, letting themselves shed things. You are. You are. And that's the sad part, though. This is this, this, how Soleil is behaving right now. She is being an adult. She is being an adult because she's actually acknowledging you. So you are literally a different person from last year. And guess what? 
you need to acknowledge that. And this person cannot grow with you anymore. A year ago, this person could be in your life. They can't and, now with you. And that was like the exact round out of it. Thank you for summing that up and for hearing me on that. Um, yeah. Is that it was interesting because I feel as if through the growth of this podcast, it's been me trying to find my voice and me trying to be okay with who I am and what I want. And now that it's not that wrestle between going back to that toxic behavior, it's not a trigger right. anymore. That's like, right. that's, that wound is healing. Like that scar right. has closed up and I want to let it right. keep healing and I want to change it into right. something else. But people want to only see one side of you or when you're trying to right. better yourself, right they take Feel it as that. a way of coming back on them it's ammo something. it's ammo it's it becomes ammo and it becomes uh it just it becomes really shitty because it's like i don't i know what i've been through and i know what i've pulled myself out of and i know what i'm capable of and the people around me that have been supporting me for years when i hated myself and told me you know you can do this you can do it now that I have done it and now that I continue to do it, it's like, well, are you going to stop? Are you going to, you know, wait? For that's not your friend. Us? That's and not your friend. And that's the part that's hard is like, it is. I, you know, it, it never wants to be like animosity. You never want to end things on bad notes with people. And that, that's not my intentions at all. But I can't keep defending myself and sticking up for myself against things that no. just, they're they're fucking old like they're <sighs> not somebody not allowing you to grow is fucked up for one thing but also the fucked up part is the fact that they haven't acknowledged your growth okay and that's something that i don't like and like people love putting you in a box we've talked about this on this episode you're not that same person and i don't like when people i fucking hate this i've said this many times in this podcast i fucking despise when people say people don't change people say the same fuck what are you talking about what are you talking about people that never will admit or acknowledge that they have fucked up. I was having this conversation with my ex-boyfriend actually. And he was like, you're a completely different person from a year ago. I, I, I don't. did that make you? So like, did but this is beautiful because that's what bittersweet. it was. This is why I wanted to mention this because thank you for acknowledging that because you care about me and you, you're not just trying to put me in a box of somebody that was more fragile and in a place you're at least letting me grow and let cause you love me. And that's love. And when he said that to me and how he was speaking to me was out of pure love who is addressing you right now is not out of love because they would acknowledge your growth. Somebody that ceases to acknowledge your growth is wants you to wants you to be at their level. So that person is at a lower level than you and does not want to see new soleil because guess what? It's blooming. It's blooming. And that sucks for other people. When they see you doing good, no, no. Remember this, remember that. It's like, stay on your fucking level. Dude, stay in the fucking ground. So having that conversation with my ex, he was like, I literally don't. He's like, being in your new apartment, like hanging out with you, I don't feel like I'm talking to the same person. And no, that made me kind of sad at one point because I'm like, wow, like I changed so much that I don't even, I'm unrecognizable. But at the same point in time, that pain that I was saying last episode that we were recording of how alone I was and how painful it was, but beautiful at the same time, I don't feel like the same person. And so like, do you feel like the same person? 
No. It's crazy that this is where the conversation has gone. Disclaimer, Grace and I did not prepare for this episode at all. We've actually stopped preparing. These are like... It's so good, though. It's so good. Like, it's already so good. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, it did that. Um, But (laughs) that's what I was going to say was... Oh, shit. What was I going to say? Yeah, we're back. We're back. Oh, this is what it was. There is no connection in the sense of I'm not trying to anymore like honor broken soleil or I'm not trying to carry her with me if that makes sense I'm laying that version of soleil that questioned herself and questioned Mm -hmm. no one else everyone you know that was one of my main problems was in my eyes everyone else knew how to live life and I just didn't know what I was doing and that's not that was your depressed brain though that was your depressed brain and that not your healthy mantra. brain not my healthy yep. brain and can, can we also acknowledge years. that you're like you're done on your antidepressants I, you know yeah. and that's something that like you yeah so like the fact that like we can round this out in a whole you know coming down to a year where it's like I remember when, you know, you were taking your full dosage of, you know, antidepressants and still kind of having that mentality of, you know, this person kind of treats me like shit, or I don't really like this, but you know what? Soleil, like how emotional you are on this podcast is because you literally love people so much. And it's like, you love and you care people so much in like, even though, even people that like, don't deserve it. Like my friend that you met, Trey, he was like, oh, like, Soleil, like her soul is so beautiful. And like, I was like, and I was like, yeah, like she will literally give anybody the time of day, like, and which is a beautiful thing. You will give anybody the time of day, but guess what, Soleil? Adulting, boundaries, not everyone deserves the time of day and not everybody deserves new Soleil. And that's, you actually, like, if I could really share one thing for you, that is a reality that you actually do have to face. Like, you, you, you do need that one. Like not everyone deserves to have new Soleil. Old Soleil can be friends with that person, but that's not somebody that is part of your life anymore. That's, that's a past memory. And that person will always be with you because guess what? You wouldn't be as cool as you are if you didn't have fucked up Soleil and depressed Soleil in your oh, life. 100%. I know like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be as cool. You'd be a fat pussy and I wouldn't be your friend. <laughs> no, exactly, you, you know? Uh, yeah. Like I, don't know not in like I don't think we would have been friends thing but like everything in our relationship and everything in our dynamic has happened for a reason and mm-hmm. we've kind of you know I think back when you were like oh I was I was here for 28 days or whatever before like you came down in terms of like that 28 day gap between us and that idea of paths meeting for a reason and things happening for a reason and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking grateful for it. I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for our friendship. I'm grateful for both of us being able to grow and I would say blossom. I would say that's a good word. So, you know what I was just going to interject and say, guess where we met? Faith Thank and flower. And I find that I've thought about it so many times because that place, when we, when I started working there and you started working there, we, both didn't have much faith in ourselves at all. And, and we're like flowers that we're just not allowing to be watered. And like, we didn't even allow ourselves to, to flower because we actually were lacking faith in ourselves and everything else around us. And I, I know I was like, I did not have faith in myself. I did not know how I capable I was. Ride. I wasn't steering at all. 
No. I was taking and, what I was given and being like, this is what I deserve. Right. And like being there, like I remember when I started working there, I was like, why did I end up working here? I got, I got hired at so many other places, but why did I feel like I needed to work at Faith and Flower? And there was something about the name that, that stuck with me. Cause I was like, you know what? Like I was really trying to fall into Christianity, which was hard for me coming back of being an atheist. Like I felt completely open. I felt literally like a different being in myself, but I didn't know how to go about it. And I felt that the term faith, I was like, I feel like, you know, this is something that I should really lean into. Um, I keep coming back here. I feel like I really need to work here. And I leaned into my faith for like the first time in a while. And I was like, honestly, maybe this is a place that I can blossom. And like, you know, and it, it financially was amazing for me. Like it was a very lucrative opportunity for me, but I was still lacking all of the faith and letting myself flower. And I remember meeting you and you were, I think we connected and we're so drawn to each other because we're like the same age. Because we both and- think of America. Because that's what Soleil says. We both had Bank of America. That was her friendship-defining moment. Oh, my God, you have Bank of America? I was like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Who doesn't have Bank of America? It's literally the Bank of America. A lot of people do. I was like, this girl's fucking nuts. Um, But, yeah, no, like, I just remember we were openly, like, always open to talk about, like, mental health and be like, yeah, I feel like a piece of shit today. But we talked about feeling awful way more than talking about feeling good. Like we, our friendship was just like knowing that we were not feeling well that day. And like, I was in a, like a really somehow getting like, we were still, we got, we were funny. It was comedy. It was was like a joke of like, you see how good I look and what I'm doing. But God, when I tell you I'm dead inside, I mean, I'm fucking dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was became like our funny banter of a friendship of that. But at the same point in time, like I realized like how, but also I, we were so kind to one another though. Like there would be that point where it's like, I would be really low. We like, not, not even at the point where we could joke about it. And it would be like a flip of the switch. You know, I, you had instant compassion for me, or if I saw you like crying instant compassion and, and knowing how to be there for one another, because it's like, we could I, see very much of ourselves in each other. I think another good way to like kind of sum up what Faith and Flower was, was that it was an incredibly beautiful exterior but the interior was rotten and the interior was so rotten that you were consumed with having everything be okay on the outside to make up those wow what a good analogy soleil that was one of the most extravagant beautiful places if you ever walked into it it literally looked like you were in the great Gatsby mansion like it literally looked like you were walking in with oysters being shucked sommeliers with wine wine bottles everywhere like literally the knowledge that even your server needed to know they would literally get fired if they didn't know every component of the dish and a wine to pair with it like ask for something to be more effortless looking but everyone there would have an anxiety attack before the shift would start everyone was so unhappy and the energy just circulated around the happiness of the guests and the guests were fucking cunts too like they came I mean, in there like a food critic in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was it was fucking gnarly. But also the yeah. clientele. I work two blocks over now, and the clientele is so different, dude. Like it's not the same people that come in. Like it's crazy, right? I'm two blocks from where I used to work, and it is not the same people that come in. It is not. Well, but you know what? Like that's kind of like once again, like that's faith and flower is they they attract people that are hurting you want to know what's wild dude if you drive past that which i drive past faith and flower every day to go to work um it is like looks like a condemned building really 
Yeah, it's wild. Is it still decorated inside and stuff, or has it been scalped? It's boarded up. Like, you can't even see. I've tried to go up to it and look inside, but, like, dude, it is just homeless people laying out in every single corner. Like, it, the the Faith and Flower logo is just, like, looks, like, eroded and, like, just moldy. It's and it's there. just, like, it's so ironic. Yeah. It's so ironic. Huh. It's, like, literally a metaphor for, like, how the place actually felt like on the inside and how beautiful it was on the outside. It looks like how it feels now. It rotted from the inside out. Because guess what? Nobody ever took initiative to change and ever. So therefore, if you never take initiative to change, you're going to slowly look like yeah. a fucking rotting piece of shit. And, and guess an what? Well, there was also, there was an acceptance that behavior or things are okay. And when there's a universally agreed upon acceptance, even if you know in your core something is wrong, 10 times out of 10, if your paycheck's on the line, you're fucking going to go along with it. And like, that's right. the thing that was fucked was, fuck, where was I going with this? What was I just saying? We were talking about ugly exterior, good interior, taking the time to work on ourselves. And you had the Got time it. to be able to reflect. Oh, well, we're back in our normal podcast flow then because. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> but in that sense, it's because you think, think so intently that you're thinking uh, two steps ahead of yourself instead of in the now when you do that. You do it all the time. You are thinking about how you want because you're a kind of a perfectionist in that sense. You think about how you want what you're saying to come out before letting yourself say it. Yeah. Like no, you, you literally so think of, I'm the opposite where I speak and I'm like, well, probably should have thought about that. You're thinking about how it would make, guess, guess what, Soleil? You, you, you're thinking about how other people would feel about what you said, opposed to getting out what you want to say. Yeah, I can't even remember what I wanted to say, though, but I think it yeah, just had because to do you're, with, like, the idea of when, uh, I, I lost it. Let's just move on. Okay, yeah. Let's, I, I, I didn't feel like it was coming. I was trying to segue out of that, but, like, you just drove back into it, but that's okay. I thought I had it. <laughs> Don't we all? Story of our lives. Thinking you have it, but then, but then you don't. Is that an energy drink? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a fucking cup of coffee after this. It is so cold in LA. It's literally like six fifty eight degrees out today. That's Maybe cool. sixty. That's cold. I'm in a sweater vest. <laughs> You're in a holiday sweater. Be honest. It you is not a holiday sweater. I don't even. Christmas sweater. Don't say that. I bought this like I bought this like months ago. Scoot back, dude. It has peace signs and like it is like not Christmassy at all. It's like edgy. It's like something that like Machine Gun Kelly would wear. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> Christmas sweater. I, I thought you were just a sweater vest. It's just a sweater vest. It doesn't even have Christmas colors. It's pink, green, black, and checkered. That's like not even Christmassy. It's not ironic. This is an ironic Christmas. It says hype on it. Like, what is Christmassy? I guess, like, the Christmas hype? Like, I don't know. I guess all sweaters make me think of Christmas. Okay, but, like, you wear sweaters when it's not Christmas time. I know, but I think it's because it has, like, the words on it, like a Christmas sweater would. Like, that kind of, like, blocked out, like, layering. I. How else would you put letters on a sweater vest? How else would you put letters on a sweater vest? I think there's only, like... Who wears a sweater vest? I literally have a thick vest collection. Like, I literally have so many vests. I know you, you do. know I've this. seen your vest collection. You actually, uh, I, the one you were wearing last time I was with you was cool. See? I wore a vest last time you saw me. I'm always in vests, and that wasn't even Christmas time. And that one was white. Invested? <laughs> yeah, I'm invested in them. I've always been this way, dude. I, I love vests. I don't know what it is. Like, 
I also got rid of many vests. I tried to get rid of a lot of my clothes and I got rid of tons of vests. And then I bought like four more after I got rid of four vests. And I was like, I need my vest collection to always be stocked. I don't know. I think there's something hot about vests in the sense where I think they have like really heavy masculine energy, but they're very feminine at the same time. Do you I know? Think, like personally with my body type, I don't like how vests look on me. It's not a good You have time, huge boobs. Yeah. You have huge boobs. So it's like, it's, it's just like, they wouldn't that, that that's they're not for everybody they're not no. for everybody the reason you i like them is like what's that fedoras uh that's not true i that i uploaded today on the instagram an old clip i because I, I was listening back to this episode the other day like when i'm stuck in traffic i'll throw on our podcast um and literally laugh my ass off like i've never like i wasn't part of the recording honestly but the, this part of the, us talking about guys in fedoras and how they're literally unfuckable that it makes our vag sealed. Unless you're, I go, unless you're A-Rod on vacation or a sexy Spanish man on vacation. That was my, that was my only exception. And your exception was if you're at a themed party. <laughs> so I those were our two exceptions. If my, if unless you're A-Rod showed up in a fedora, I don't know what I would do with myself. I would be, mm, it would be like, uh. Last time we were out to eat in San Diego, we were across from a guy in a fedora. Remember I kept trying to record him? Yeah, and I kept telling you, don't. And I couldn't bully. stop myself. But the stock photos, okay, so I Googled stock photos of guys in fedoras. And if you need a laugh today, just Google stock photos of fedoras. And the people that come up, like, the, there's one guy, it goes, bearded man wearing fedora hat blows smoke out of his mouth. That was a whole series. I'm going to show you the photo right now. Look at this. Ooh, See this wait. guy? Yeah. That is a whole that. series. No, he's wearing a flannel. Just just worse. The, the vest and the, the, the fedora almost are a cohesive pair at this point. The flannel, he's trying to be, like, casual yet bring it up to another, like, edgy level with the fedora. But, so, like, I, I kid you not with this guy literally blowing smoke out with the fedora is that there's, like, eight pictures of this guy in different ways. It, it literally made my day. Like, it literally made my day. Like, so I could we, literally... You know, like, maybe we do need people out there with fedoras just to give us... We do! Like, you know what? At least I don't have a fedora on. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. It's, like... But the people that wear fedoras, I'm not going to lie, are usually a little bit um, socially, a little bit socially off. And I kind of love that, that those type of people. They're, a person that wears a fedora says something unfiltered that, you know, maybe you the world didn't know they needed to hear. But thank God the guy with the fedora and the, the, the pocket wallet with the chain and Ed Hardy t-shirt showed up today because he just brought a different perspective to the world that none of us were expecting. That's for fucking sure. It's that's such a distinctive look and like, it, the, the distinctive person is in that here's you know thing. what i'm saying once again i just went through my rolodex of people in my life i could potentially be talking shit about with this fedora thing and lucky or unlucky enough the only person that came up was my grandpa my apple okay that's so he, different old men in fedoras a, is different latino man so he gets fedora privilege, and he can wear all the privilege he wants. And if anyone comes privilege. up to my you ever see my grandpa in public wearing a fedora and a sweater? You better go up and shake his hand and say, you look great, sir. Okay, but grandpas wear fedoras, like all of them. It's That's like a, a different... Hat. Wait, did I... My grandpa wore fedoras all the time. No. 
You're not like a hat girl, though, I feel like. Oh, Grace. Oh, I'm not a hat girl. Say less. You're really not a hat girl. I don't think I've like, ever seen you in a hat, though. Have I seen you in a hat before? Like, it's like a what? Seeing a. Is it on? Oh, wow. That's fire, dude. This is my new That's hat. fire. Where did you get that? Mexico, La Bufadora, in Baja. Shut up. That thing's iconic. I have a black uh, is, suede cowboy hat on right now. I was just about to ask, is that thing fucker? I was like, is that fucker suede? It's soft, Doesn't huh? It look good. Wait, I haven't sent you the pictures of me riding a horse through Mexico wearing this hat, have I? No, but we forgot to mention this in the last episode. That is your profile picture on Instagram. You did change after maybe like six years of not updating her profile photo on Instagram. I just check one day and I'm like, is this a meme account? No, it's literally Soleil's fucking profile photo. Her with her fucking cowboy hat on on a horse. Like, get giddy the fuck up, motherfuckers. Iconic. <laughs> Like, so I'm I, talking about your mood. While I was in Mexico, uh, two of my coworkers, my my girls, they uh, texted me, were like, how's the trip? And, you know, me, I'm a woman of few words. So uh, all I sent back hey. was a picture of me riding the horse, um, just charging down a mountain, like, one hand up and everything. And uh, I'm sorry, but that I, was the most um, <laughs> false statement you've ever said on the podcast. What was it? That you're a woman of few words. That is the most, that is the biggest lie you've ever shared on the podcast. Like, that is, (laughs) okay, if you didn't see that, she did just tilt her fucking cowboy hat. (laughs) That is a fucking lie, and I couldn't even let that. (laughs) This hat comes on, and I'm fucking unstoppable. Like, I might just start wearing this out in public, and like, fuck a fedora rule. If people want to take pictures of me and make a meme out of it, that's fine. I'll show you woman in cowboy hat smoking. Are you wearing this on your birthday, or what? Dude, I should. You, I just bought leather pants for my birthday. Uh, leather bell bottoms. Oh my god, hot. Yeah. I leather bell bottoms with that hat is kind of a fucking vibe. Say I have like a black like tank top with like these metal clips in the middle that like hold everything in. So it really could be a vibe with the cowgirl hat. I wasn't planning on you. I'm not gonna lie. You like on my birthday, what I lacked was like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Like I don't. You like put the fit together like weeks before like you're ready for your birthday like last year your fit was fire the oh i did have tight a mini dress last year yep. in the clips sparkly tight like yeah. she was fucking ready dude like yeah you're so good and i'm a woman of few words i don't know what to tell you like- <laughs> i just don't like attention and i bought leather pants and a cowboy hat this year and last year i bought sparkly tights and a tight black dress with clips i just hate attention and i hate talking you know me like don't know what else to say okay so what i want to say is the 28th and the 29th is all i could get off for work for your birthday oh that's fine you'll miss out on my roller skating party yeah because i work new i work the first like daytime at like 11 a.m oh chilies hate you yes they literally fuck myself that's ugly yeah so um am i coming to san diego probably okay the 27th and i i might just i could send it like real early in the morning saturday um i family's mean, gonna be here i get to meet them oh meet your great, family get to meet my family 
Wait, that's wow. are they gonna be here both of the days? They get down here the twenty third, and they'll be here through the second. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm literally so excited to hang out with your mom and dad. It's fucked up. Like that is so brother. fucked up. I'm cool fuck. Yeah. Wait, I'm actually so excited I get to hang out with your family. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I feel kind of like a little bit like part of the fam, a little bit like on we the outskirts. Like you know, I. Yeah, and I feel like they know a lot about me. Um, a lot. They know too much about me. <laughs> like, your dad's already asked me about my sex life before, and I love that. You know, I love that for us. <laughs> there was so much more to the conversation. <laughs> no, there wasn't. He was like, great. <laughs> you got many? Yeah. How's the DDP? Um, How's the DDP? That was a different grace, though. That was a different grace. Uh, yeah, last year, Grace. Yeah, tough vibe. Sweet <laughs> girl, sweet girl. She tried her hardest. I actually don't regret it. Honestly, if I went back, I probably would have done it again, honestly. Like, in the state that I was in, I was like, yeah, New Year, give me a golden retriever. Uh, give me a guy that is maybe not not the most not the most brain cells, but maybe nice to look at. Um, and I'm going to smooch him going into the New Year because... I haven't smooched anybody since a long-term relationship of three years. And me, me and Aaron also had the most fun last year on New Year's Eve, just like lighting fireworks off in the fucking parking lot. And just, you were dead. You blacked out. Everybody oh, else was like was asleep dead. and blacked out. And me and Aaron that were just running 24. around 25, 24. No, was, oh, fuck. I was ending 24. Ew, fuck. I'm 26. I just forgot. I already You're just so forgot. I, I'm 12 days in and I already just forgot. You're about to be fucking old too, so it's coming up real soon. Yeah. I'm so know. excited that your family's gonna be here. I like don't even know. Wait, so are they staying at like an Airbnb? No, so they're staying uh, with me. Uh, my roommates are going on a little trip to Costa Rica. Uh, so where? So, so your whole family is gonna be at your house. Mm-hmm. We have a Christmas tree. Wow. Up. Okay. No dog though. The dogs are staying at my parents. Do we round out the okay. episode? What do we do? I don't know. I'm just like really excited that I get to meet the Spiegelman family. They're they're a cool bunch. They are a really cool bunch, actually. And I'm really excited. Um, I will say that they're I feel like I lost friends this in the last couple of years, but that I strengthened my relationship with my family. Um and I was able to add people to my family if that makes sense, it just in terms of people that matter and people that love me and love everything about me um, in contrast to, you know, the struggle that I'm going through with friends that aren't seeing that or don't want to see that anymore. And so I definitely am really excited for my family to be down here. But yeah, I'm excited for you to meet them. Yeah, I'm like excited to hang. Like, and I love San Diego too. Like we all know that. Well, like, what a... What a um a good way to round this out some yeah so honestly i haven't had therapy in like three weeks uh but i this coming friday and i'm really excited to talk to deb because last time i talked to her i was almost done tapering and now i'm officially off my meds they are no longer in my my system and that's huge guys that's huge guys that's huge that's a huge accomplishment that's a huge accomplishment pat yourself on the back Give yourself a hug, actually. I love self-hugs. 
Okay, you don't need to make it intimate. I mean, maybe you do. I date, like I date the fuck out of myself. Good, I would too. I think Selena's awesome. I really would. I really would. She's a lovely gal. Uh, I'd date you if you were a guy. Thank you. I would, I would, I think I would date you. Do you think we'd date our best friends if they were a different gender or not? Kind of a weird high thought, but do you think you'd actually date me if I was a guy or like, well, I'd be different because I'd have like testosterone pumping through my body. With like the man filter on. So <laughs> kind of hot, like, kind of hot. Yeah, it's not a bad look. It's it actually you pull it off quite well. Um, it's not bad. I will say that. Thank I'm you. I I've got a lot of. I'd like, be a fuck boy. I don't know if this sounds fucked up. I've got a lot of like white girlfriends, and I'm not particular into particularly into white men. So I don't know I feel if that. Like, that would translate well. Like I think okay. I would definitely be like, yeah, I've got some hot guy friends, but I don't know right. if it would be like I'm into it because it's you know. A lot of no, I I totally whatever. I don't I don't I love white men myself. Of ethnicities in my friendship group, but like the ones that I, this this isn't sounding great, but yeah, you're too white for me. <laughs> too white, noted, noted, absolutely noted. Um, yeah, my friends are, no, I wouldn't say my friends in LA are all not. My friends from home are white, white. I have like maybe a good handful of my friends that are black, but that's only from sports because it's fucking white. Um, and yeah, I mean, my high school, I have my, my friends, but it's my, my friend group is primarily white out here in LA. That is completely opposite. I, I have a few white friends out here in LA. Damn white people. I have a few white friends that, and they're all from the East coast. The white ones are obviously all from the East coast Yeah, because I, it's so white out there. The town that I grew up in was like a 50 50 split between like Latino and white. Um, there was not a lot of diversity in the town that I grew up in at all. So yeah, a lot of like my older friendships are with the people that grew up in that town with me that are white. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think I date. That's our therapy note. Our therapy note is like, don't date white people. (laughs) (laughs) We're just putting it out there. Honestly, like, I, I like don't have a type of a person that I would date at all. Like I I don't know what I just I find it ironic that my last boyfriend was like a an Irish Mexican Jew that is white. Love um him. great guy. Um but yeah, like from the guys that I have dated now <laughs> looks very different. We speak of him on our podcast. Dude, you you want to know something? He, that that card that you left me, he like saw it on the table when he was at my apartment he's like i love soleil like that girl has some great energy to her you don't you don't you don't get friends like soleil all the time he's like i really feel like she really values you he was so nice he's like she really values you you got to keep her in your life she has really good intentions of you grace and i was like i know like i do know that like and he's like great girl nice girl how's she doing i was like she's good like the feelings feelings mutual like he's like i really like that girl and he's like no wonder she left you a note like that what a good person there's not he goes there's not many soleils in the world and i was like i know there's really not and there is (laughs) there's just really not i've I've talked about there is someone with the you know just soleil as their handle and while i'd love to be like i you know i I want that i'm not going to deny i'd love to just be soleil at soleil uh but she's a beautiful gal so there is at least your name is so beautiful your name is so pretty it is such a good name dude that's so nice like neely spiegelman 
Soleil is a great name. And Neely. <laughs> Your last name autocorrects to Spider-Man? <laughs> Does it? No. That's what I No, thought. it doesn't. It, it autocorrects to Acura, like the car. Hey, that means you're down to ride. Like, but when I was little, I would go up to Acura cars with a black Expo marker and put an M in front of it. Shut the fuck up. But it wipes off. Like, Expo markers wipe off. Oh but God, I always thought it was funny. Fucking child terror. <laughs> Not really. I was actually, I was actually like the kid that everyone thought. I became a terror like college when I got to like be on my own. I wasn't. I was like the kid that they like. Maybe if I mean by my senior year a little bit, but like I was like the kid that they're like, Grace is, Grace is the good. She'll make the right decision. She'll do the right thing. And then when I got to college, I was like, all bets are off, motherfucker. I'm dealing with trauma that I just locked away for fucking years. Genuine question before we round out. Um this episode really quick going off yeah. of that how do you feel about having people tell you your entire younger childhood how good of a child you were and how great at listening or you know you're so mature or things like that because looking back now I realize I wouldn't say that would say about me but it's okay. I, I would say like how detrimental to my health my mental health that was by having this is an idea. actual whole topic this is a whole yeah. psychological topic. Like, like genuinely, it's a whole psychological study that I've done. It's like the boxes that you put children in because children need to identify with something. So you label them so quickly. Like a kid that it gets good grades, which you got good grades and you were well-mannered. Dude, so that I is who you now are. I of my middle right. school. And I look back at the things said to me and expected of me through high school. And I'm like, that's fucking impossible. That was impossible, and there was no but they way say that you. I could have done that. And it was right. made to seem as if that was achievable, and none of like that's not achievable in a healthy way for someone of that age. What you're saying is they say it to you though, because as a kid they want you to reach for the stars, and they want you to like you know see things as like kind of unobtainable. Like for me, like in a way, like they're saying to you, oh, with grades, like you're probably going to go to an Ivy League school or you got to take all these AP courses and that's expected of you. And they're pushing you to do that. But also like, you just don't know what a kid that fuck them. You just don't know yourself. You, so when other people say things to you, like the expectations weigh on you so much, like the things that weighed on me so much was like, oh, like I got to get a D1 scholarship. Like it didn't matter to me, like anything else that I was, I needed to get a D1 scholarship because I am the best athlete at my school. I am the best athlete. So if I don't get a division one scholarship, I'm not myself. If you don't go to college, if you don't do this, that's not true though. I guess if I could look back at that, I, I honestly don't even know if I'd run track in college again. Like my hips are fucked. Mm. Like I, I mean, I loved it and I don't regret doing it, but like, I don't, if I knew what a boundary was and, and knew how to fucking really, if I wanted to go to school, I probably would have went to school for, for fucking business. I would have went to school for fucking business because I actually think, think money and I'm good at making money, but I never would have gone to school for journalism. I mean, I, I don't think I would have, but that's the point. You're fucking 17, 18 and you have no fucking clue what you're doing or who you are. You don't even know what a boundary is. So then everything that somebody says to you, Soleil, you're going to do this, Gracie, you're going to do this. You're like, yeah. I, sure, I have to. I have to equate and listen to what everybody around me I'm, is saying. Yeah, you think I can? Okay, I gotta go prove to you that I can. Hold on. Right. Facts on that. Oh, you told me I can't. My next journey for the next couple of months is proving that I can do that, opposed to just being like, no, <laughs> like no is like not in your vocabulary in high school. For me, it wasn't. Oh. No. I can't even say it. 
Like I, I literally couldn't even, like, I didn't even know the word existed. Like also a boundary. I had, there was so little boundaries in my life in high school. I, I literally didn't have one. At all. Actually, I take that back. I take that back. I did have a boundary when it came to cutting friends out of my life. I did do that a lot. I didn't, I did not have that. I've had, I, I've do, I so that's why I see it in times where I'm like, you need to do that because I've been doing that since I was really young. People that don't make me feel supported and lifted, I, I get rid of you, but I, 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 it makes me sad at this point because seeing how emotional you got on this episode about shedding friends, like I, I literally have done that so many times that I'm actually like ready for it. And like, I need to go back. I'm actually like, want to go back into therapy for that reason. Um, because somebody was kind of rude to me the other day. That's one of my really good friends. And I was literally ready to cancel that person out of my life. And it wasn't necessary because I'm so geared and ready to like get rid of people or people to be fucking horrible to me and like peace out on me, especially women. It's, it's all women actually that just like end up really hurting me and being a fucking asshole to me that because they're not loving themselves up, like the situation you're in, like that, that person not wanting to acknowledge that you're different and not wanting to acknowledge that you're like blossoming and pissed that they, that you're blossoming. Women get pissed about it and it pisses me off. And this has been something that's happened to me since I was real young. And I've almost just been like, well, I'm going to take, hold myself back, hold my beauty back, hold my growth back so I can be friends with you. So I've just shed so many people. And it's really sad though, looking back at, I'm like, what if I didn't? What if they're still in my life? Would I still be the same person? Probably not. But like, it's sad. I have so like so many less friends than so many people do from that for that reason. Um, I think it's I crazy too that we do put an emphasis um, on relationships being constant when they actually do have an like an end or a shelf life. Facts. and some do and some don't and that's the thing is figuring out which ones are which ones and I think that's the hard part is I always prefaced under the we're friends like we're going to be friends forever there's no way that this friendship could you know something could happen to it whereas now it's like okay like let's hang out a couple of times we're enjoying hanging out like let's let's kind of see like how how are our conversations going to develop are our lives going to develop are we going to keep pushing each other in that sense like are we going to understand the directions that each other are going in and still have that support and I think that like mm. you know I do I once again like I started this episode talking about Haley and like I'll round it out talking about Haley like that's a girlfriend that celebrates every accomplishment um shares every sorrow and like is just a genuinely good friend and that's like a lifelong friend and that's someone that we don't you know talk every day but when we do or we have those phone calls that catch up or we see each other those are the ones that you are able to be like this is a friendship I want to fight for if something were to ever come up and I think that's kind of the thing and like that's how we'll round up this episode in our therapy note is take into account the people in your lives. Um, and once again, like put up those boundaries and figure out, you know, are your expectations for these people too big? Or are you like, are you setting them up for failure in your own head by asking too much of friendships that aren't supposed to offer that much? You said something really great though. You said something really good that I think should be emphasized at the end here is the shelf life to friends. Like, and that's something where like, I've accepted that 
I've really accepted that. And like, I don't, I try not to look back on it because it's just going to hurt, but you were in my life in a period in my life, but look at the, look in when that, maybe that person that's not in your life anymore, that was your friend. Who were you then? You know, are you that same person and look at that person, what they're up to now. And a lot of the time they're still on their same bullshit and you're not. And looking back at those people that I'm not friends with, like my brother the other day, he was sending me some photos of these old people that like literally bullied me that were my friends in high school. And I was just like, wow, like, how's the fuck that going? And like, you were literally doing the same shit. And do you want to be that person? Because that person has a shelf life and like, you don't want to expire with them. And like, that's just that's nothing a really that you good need. way of putting it. You don't want to, you don't want to expire. You do not want to expire with them. And you actually will like stale milk is like you pour that on anything and you're like, it's all stale milk. Now you can't put you're a great bowl of cereal. You can't just pour the stale milk on top of it and think that that bowl of cereal is going to taste good. Like don't think that your life literally can ruin the whole bunch. It will. And so like cut those friends out and cut those, even a boyfriend, girlfriend, friendship, like job, like, experience like it's got a shelf life and I thought that was like a really good point because it's not always meant to be and it's okay and that's okay okay. but I can (laughs) but I can you know I just started a gym playlist you know what I titled it but I can I love that right like such a slapper of a playlist that was after last episode but I can all songs to just get me the fuck out of my head and into gym mode but I can know that but I can like but I can and we can and we will and we continue to and that's okay and (laughs) (laughs) okay like honestly our podcast is so good we like learn from our own lessons like are you kidding me like be more majestic yeah be better be better you guys (laughs) we can't (laughs) and me and soleil we're pretty much prime perfection as you know from this podcast if you listen like i'm pretty sure and no no accountability over here I don't think it should be called you down to ride. You want to just call it flawless? Let's just call it perfect. Perfect. You know, like fuck flawless. I honestly feel like flawless has a flaw. Literally has the word flaw in it. Yo, yo. Flawless has the word flaw in it. Like a little bit less, please. (laughs) Not our vibe, but you know what our vibe is? Sharing this podcast with a friend, you guys. So I'm at Grace is at Gracie.Makyota. We are at You Down to Ride. And I would like to reiterate Gracie.Makyota, not Gracie.Acura. Not Acura. Different. Not like the rip. That's where she tells her feet pics. But anyways, uh, we love you guys. Um, This podcast has given us so much and we hope that it gives you something as well whether it's a laugh whether it's a cry cry. whether it's you know just some fucking food for thought because we get on here we rant we ramble i cry grace is grace she doesn't cry (laughs) (laughs) no i am working on it though uh so yeah i mean we'll fucking we'll see you guys in two weeks and maybe we'll try to squeeze in like a episode here when you're recording i don't know if we'll be able to time it when you're here i think we'll have to record in advance um but we'll definitely yeah, we have to do a- that so we can spend more time just hanging with your family and stuff yeah and we don't have exactly exactly you have to uh hang out with the fam you get to hang out with the fam oh my god i'm like so excited we love you we're appreciative <laughs> we're wishing you the happiest uh hanukkah the merriest christmas and all other winter festivities um be safe be safe don't drink be and safe, drive folks. 
be thankful. Um, have a count your blessings, baby. Yeah, count your blessings and pack a bowl. We love you guys. Uh, thanks for being here for the ride. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. What a great episode. What would you do if I just told you I forgot to hit record? Maximum no point two. There'd be no words. That episode was just so good. It was. And that's I'd why, be uh, I'd be devastated. <laughs>